Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. So we're like dabbing a little bit in the New Testament finally. A little bit. Like she's from the Old Testament, but they talk about her in the New Testament. So we're like, we're like striving the line. I do. I like it. I love when New Testament kind of creeps in because I feel like I know the New Testament a little bit better. Right? A little bit. Not by much. Today on Faith at Eight, Daughters of Grace. Who are we talking about? Rahab. A very well-known woman of the Bible, but... Also woman of the night. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of times we're talking about Daughters of Grace and identifying yourself with them. You do not have to be a lady of the night to identify with Rahab. So just sit with us for this episode so that you can understand where we're going with this. Because I think a lot of times people may even hear, oh, she's a prostitute in the Bible, but they don't understand the whole story around it. To understand, even though you sin in a capacity, you can still be used by God. Well, and even, even though, yes, she was a prostitute, she was also a woman of great faith. Yes. So, just throwing that out there. Right? Well, and, you know, so... We we call ourselves by sin a lot of times, yes. right? There's the prostitute, there's the addict, there's the drunk, there's the whatever. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what their faith profile is either. No, we, we don't, don't know what's in their heart. Right? So are they believers? And what we find with Rahab is that she was a believer. She yes. trusted God over man. Yeah. And she was not defined by her sin. She was defined by God's grace and redemption. Mm-hmm kind of awesome. Which sometimes we have to realize that that's what we are defined by. That it is not our sin. You know, so many people walk through carrying the weight of shame and guilt and labeling themselves as their sin that they feel, I can't get close to God. I can't have that faith. I couldn't be Christian like you are because of what I am, who I was, what I am doing. I'm sinning all the time. Well, guess what? I may not be a lady of the night, but I'm sinning in other forms on the daily. However, I understand in my faith what it means to be faithful and to be guided by God and understand that that's not going to stop my relationship with God. And, you know, she, she was a time, even in her own culture, she was very looked down upon being a prostitute, yet she, um, she still went against that culture. Mm-hmm. Like she, she, she's looked down upon the culture. I'm sure she wants to try to feel like she's more accepted than she is. And though, despite probably having that urge, she still is okay with, um, going against everything her, her people stood for because, you know, she was not one of the chosen, one of the chosen people, uh, one of God's chosen people, yet she still served him. And I remember in the Bible, like, it's not very clear why she had this great faith in God, but it's that she had just heard of God's faithfulness and that, you know, the stories that had come about the redemption and all of that. And and so her faith just grew. And, you know, it's it's interesting because we don't have the entire yes. picture context, of it, picture, right? The yeah. entire context of understanding. We're sitting back going like, okay, wait, she was a prostitute. She wasn't a Jew. And yet she has this amazing faith in God. Like, where mm-hmm. did that come from? And we want to know more of the details mm-hmm. because we're sitting there going, okay, well, I don't really fit the exact profile of somebody mm-hmm. who would be quote unquote Christian or have like this, this great faith. Right. So wait a minute. I, I can too. Right. Yeah. And, and it, it's just proof of how amazing God is. Cause God took a woman who was an outcast of society mm-hmm. and then made her an important part of the family and the genealogy of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Like, Maybe been a you know woman of the night, but you also are in the the line, 
the genealogy of Jesus. Like, I don't know. And it's I, pretty awesome. I love when you get to follow that genealogy yes. because you are like, oh my goodness. You have this understanding that it's normal people chosen by God. Yes. So God has this beautiful plan of, okay, this is, this is where this is going. But in that moment, you can't see that. Like, Rahab didn't know I'm going to be in the genealogy of, of the Messiah. Messiah. Like, I don't know that. And yet this is how everything is playing out and looking back and, and, and seeing how each of those mm -hmm. people had their position. Um, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. Yeah. And many of the people, it, you know, as you see it, like those people knew that the Messiah was coming. They, mm -hmm. they heard and knew the promise that the Messiah is coming, but they didn't know because they oftentimes saw themselves as too flawed. Yes. And they were, but they all saw themselves, oh, well, I'm not perfect enough to be a part of that story. And yet they were. They were looking for something, not realizing that they were part of the journey and they were part of the the quilt of what got us there. You know, the, that patchwork of what put it all together and made it happen. And so it's really easy for us in hindsight to say, oh, but they don't know that. They don't exactly. know that four generations later or ten generations later, um, the Messiah is part of your great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson. Um, they don't know those things. Mm -hmm. And so in our own lives, are we do, do we spend so much time trying to be perfect and pleasing people and trying to fit into the world and trying to fit into what culture tells us to be? And in that, are we losing, are we losing sight of that? No, God says there's something greater for us. God says, I'm sorry, I've hair on my chin. Um, God says there's something so much greater for us. And so a lot of times we need to take the focus off of the here and now and keep our focus on eternal, um, eternal things, because that is what we're, we're trying to do. We're trying to make heaven crowded. We're, we're striving to live out God's plan and purpose for our lives. And seeing God use pe uses people who are flawed. Yes. Right? So we get this idea of, oh, I'm not good enough. There's no way God could use me. I don't, you know, we have all these excuses. God's using you right now. Mm -hmm. God is using you and your voice and yes. your actions to reach certain people. Are you listening? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so looking at this, when I reflect on this and I'm going, okay, hang on. I may not be a woman of the night, but God is using no. me with my flaws. And am I saying yes to when he is directing me in areas to those opportunities? Or am I saying, hey, no, there's no way he's calling me to do that. He wouldn't use me. Yes. And, and so what we'll say is, oh, well, she was one of the night. Well, she was a sinner just like we are. And her exactly. sin is no worse than ours is. And so, so, okay, so if he can use that sinful woman mm -hmm. and, and she's not remembered for her sin, she's remembered for her faith. And so what are we going to be remembered for? Are we going to be remembered for our sin or are we going to be remembered by our faith? Are we going to be de um, defined by the mistakes we made or are we going to be defined by our Savior? Exactly. And looking back at it, right, like when you understand that story of Rahab and you, you see what she did, you suddenly lose that whole, oh, but she was, she was a prostitute, right? Mm -hmm. Like that starts to be this little descriptor of her, but what stands up more loudly is what she did in faith. You know, it was yes. that faith that she had in God. And so the story starts to take that picture of, yes, that's what she, what she did. That was her sin, but that's not who she is. Exactly. That's not yeah. who she is. And God used her yeah. in order to further, further along his plan. And it's just mm -hmm. that beautiful moment of reflecting and saying, I am a sinner just like Rahab and I can still be used even with my sin and with my flaws. And, and all she had to do to be used is place her faith in God. Yes. You can do that too. Right. I can do that. You know, we all mm -hmm. can do that. 
Um, but oftentimes we're so busy focused on um, our our sin and our past instead of focusing on our faith and, and our Savior and on God, our Creator. And control. Yes. We want to have control of, hang on a second, I want this to look a certain way, and we will sin on the way to have that control to say, mm-hmm. but I need this to look a certain way, and it will only look that way if I do X, Y, or Z. Meanwhile, God's like, all right, if you just like have some faith in me. Yes. Like you're going to see this play out how it's supposed to. And so we get to choose to have that faith, to have that trust, to sit in the word, to, to deepen that relationship. And are we choosing that? Yeah. And because we want to see it a certain way and we have a specific plan, we make excuses oh, yes. for not to change or we yep. make excuses why we're going to allow certain things in our lives or certain people in our lives um, when instead of making excuses, we need to, we need to give over that burden to God because he can make our yoke light. I like when my yoke is lighter. I make it when light too. Like you go through seasons of life where you suddenly feel I am so worn down. I feel this weight on my shoulders and you recognize, and it, you do it unconsciously, right? Subconsciously, oh, yeah. like all of a sudden you're like, wait, why am I putting all this stress and pressure on myself when this whole time I could just go to God with it? And I know early in my walk, I was like, I don't, you tell me to go to God. I don't even understand what that means because this is my problem. This is my, my shame, my guilt. This is everything on me and not understanding, wait, I can just go to God and say, this is what I'm dealing with. Please take this because my humanness cannot carry this weight anymore. And let me go into scripture and let me see what it actually says about allowing that forgiveness and that freedom because he is there to help me. I can lay it at his feet and give me that direction. And that was a turning point too in my walk of understanding that I didn't have to carry the weight of of all of that stuff. And that was actually keeping me from growing closer to God. And once I said, you know what, take my guilt, take my shame, take my sin, take that from me so that I can truly connect with you. And it was just this beautiful um, moment that I, I have to return to as well. Absolutely. And, and we need to then share it. Like, don't be ashamed of yes. your sin and ashamed of your past. Share it because, yes, that was a hard trial and you made mistakes. But God, it can be a very powerful testimony and God can use it. And I always think, okay, when you are aware of your sin, are you going to do it that same way? Mm-hmm. Now you may, yes, trip, you know, and, and fall flat on your face again. But most of the time when we look at sin of, of, of you know, varying degrees on ourselves, right? We say, I am not going to do that again. Yes. Or we learn more, we do better. It's that whole, when you learn more, you can choose better, you yes. can do better. And um, I think that really comes into play as a Christian. There's sin that, that, you know, in my past, no, I would not repeat because I know better. And I also know how that feels on the other side when I don't seek God. Yes. And then there's sin I did last week that I probably will repeat. (laughs) Not intentionally, but it will happen. But then, and then knowing, oh, I get to go to God and I get to take that weight to him. And I get to feel that lightness because I get to understand what happened. I get to repent. I get to, to walk through this. And and understanding that we may not see the fruits of that, um, because oftentimes we'll keep picking it back up because he doesn't fix it or take care of it in the timeline that we have been, we've Mm -hmm. given him. And um, we really just need to have faith. And and that is an act of faith is to not pick it back up. Yes. We like to pick it back up sometimes because it's comfortable and it's what we're used to. Well, we'll say like, if you can, it like he can, Mm -hmm. but is it his will? And um, we need to, to, give up our own will for his. Mm -hmm. 
And a lot of times when we see something happen over and over, you're feeling the same way. You're anxious. You're anxious again. You're anxious again. Mm -hmm. You're depressed again. You're depressed again. You know, whatever this is, right? You're, you're having these same toxic relationships, these same toxic conversations. That's when you got to step and say, you know what? I've been trying to control this the whole time. And it's, you're the common denominator. <laughs> it's obviously not working. And so I need to do something differently and mm -hmm. I need to seek God. And you know what? Maybe I went to God that first time or the second time or the third time. And instead I sought what I wanted the answer to be instead yeah. of seeking what he was telling me. Yeah. And there's a difference in that as well. So if you're struggling with something that keeps coming back, Sit with God and really be open to what the answer and the guidance is because it may not just be, oh, but I need to search a word and this is going to be my answer to it. Yeah. It's it's his will be done on earth as mm -hmm. it is in heaven, not the perfect plan that I've devised. The checklist I've given God will be done in my timing mm -hmm. when I want it to be done in the perfect way that I've decided. Like, that's not how the prayer goes. Mm-hmm. It's not the Lord's prayer. That's my self prayer. Yeah. Then we got to take that focus off and put yeah. it back on God. Right. Yeah. And as you get more used to that, you know, and that takes practice, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and absolutely. we're not used to it. We've spent this many years not being in that practice. And so now it's, wait a minute, what's going on in my life? And how do I turn that focus back to God? How do I feel the feelings that I do and understand mm -hmm. Is this from God? Is this the enemy? Where am I going for the answer? What am I doing to um, to actually heal and grow through this? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I like Rahab. Rahab. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all the blessings that you give us, Lord. And thank you for allowing us to, to walk alongside Rahab and hear her story and be reminded that we are not defined by our sin, but we are defined by your grace and your redemption, Lord. Um, as we walk out into the world and know that that oftentimes following you will be counterculture, Lord, please give us the strength to do that. Give us the strength to follow your steadfast love instead of the adoration of the world. Um, just remind us that you are magnificent and you have are so full of grace and love that is new every morning and that all we have to do is put our trust in you, Lord. We're so blessed for you. We're so blessed that you used flawed women, that you can use us. Um, and all we have to do is simply place our faith in you. It is a simple task, not easy, but simple. So please give us the courage to do it, to simply place our faith in you, to lay our burdens down at your feet, to just undyingly and un unabashedly just give it all to you and to you only. Please help us keep our eyes focused on you instead of the world. Um, we're so grateful for you. We're so grateful for this time together and to be reminded that every day we spend in the word, in the world, word, um, that we are are learning more about your character and we are growing in our maturity and our relationship with you. Thank you for all that you do, but most importantly, thank, for you, thank you for your one and only son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us, even though we didn't deserve it then and we don't deserve it now. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. See you next time, friends. See you soon. I don't think the next lady is late in the night. I think she's late in the day. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.